Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real-life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota, we bring you exciting real-life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot topics, and that little bit more. Hey everyone, this is Ted from the Property Duo and Ted Talks. I just want to say at the start of this episode, we talk about a very sensitive topic. Um, you could say racially sensitive topic. I just want to put a little disclaimer here to say there's no offense meant by this. It's meant to be a purely awareness raising and insight into issues that we all face um, in the world in many different forms. So when you hear this, it's very passionate. Um, but I just want to be clear here. There's no offense meant to anyone. There's no prejudice meant to anyone or saying this is a battle of cultures or races or anything. What I'm saying is it's all of us against racism, against prejudice and against discrimination. We're not talking about fighting each other or fighting different cultures. We're talking about all of us coming together to fight this and to support what is humanly and morally right. So, just to let you know, a little disclaimer, this is meant in the most positive way possible. We're live on Facebook, we're recording, we're on the Insta, we're here, yes, let's go baby! Woo! Welcome everyone to the Property Duo at a slightly later time, because your boy, that's me, we're speaking at the PPN Summit, I don't know if any of you saw me there, uh, that was very fun, talking to a screen, there was no faces, so it was um, it was good fun. Really interesting though, James, we have 10 people live now, about 10 we have like 30. It's mad how one hour can make such a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's true, man. It's true. I've noticed that as well. Um, it's, it's in, I wonder what it is. Maybe maybe 10 a.m. is just like the duo time and we, we fuck it up twice now. So we apologize for the late starting. But Hold on, can, can, we just, can we just stop there? Not Let's take the we out of it. You fucked it up. Well, there's two Indian blokes. We're never going to be on time, are we? Um, right. <laughs> so... There's, there's, are you going to let people in while I, while I introduce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome yeah, everyone to ahead. episode te, te, ten. 10. Episode 10. That means 10 weeks we've been in lockdown minimum. I mean, I know we can actually check this factually, but I use this as a barometer for lockdown because um, I have to see James every Thursday. So today's show is about vulnerability. I'm saying the L. don't know why I know it's silent. And entitlement. But... We've kind of realized just before the show that we've covered a few of these bits before. So we're not going to go into huge detail because we've done it before. What we are going to shift and talk about is mistakes. Uh, James personally has made a lot of mistakes in life. And, you know, he is really going to take us through these mistakes. Why do you take so much enjoyment in saying that? Huh? <laughs> no, because it shows people you're a veteran. You, you have, you're scarred. You've been through the battle you know, listen, you you're about to get on. married next year. You're about to make the <clears throat> biggest mistake. Ooh. I, I will let Gina know when she sees you. No, no, she'll, don't. She'll, no, she'll no, take don't. it up with you. She'll take it up with you. No, no. Um, <laughs> so on today's episode, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But before we talk about that, we're going to we give updates into our weeks. Now, we're going to start with a serious message. Okay. I've made notes because um, I can talk forever on this topic. But you may know, you may or may not know, that I believe it was last week, um, George Floyd was murdered. Now, I don't want to hear anyone say he was killed. It was murder. Um, George Floyd is a black man living in America. Now, if you 
if you're if you if you're already a bit lost at what I'm saying, then I think you have a, a, a big problem. Um, racism is something that has been alive since the start of time, all the way back to the Crusades. You know, everywhere in the world has a form of racism. Now, America, as you you may have heard me say many times, is is rather a disgusting country for many reasons. I mean, the president is. I ain't going to say nothing because there's going to be some bazookas fight. Anyways, it is a systemic and deep-seated issue that has been around for many, many generations. And when you have leadership like Trump, like you know Boris, who isn't, I mean, he, he, I'm not comparing him to Trump, but when you have leadership like this, it, um, it kind of feels like it's never going to change as well. Now, I think the death of George Floyd is a particularly, I guess, a visible one because of the I believe, rightful response of the black and white and brown and every community in the world to this. Now, this has been happening. If you ever find my personal Facebook, yeah, which you'll never find from, I'm talking five, six years ago, I was posting about the deaths of black men, women and kids at the hands of white cops. This has been happening, right? So this is not new. If you look at the list of people, it is longer than it is very, very long. And that's just the cases that are recorded. These are just the cases with evidence. Um, I say evidence, by the way. Most of these cops and these murderers are actually acquitted, meaning they've walked free from these things, despite video evidence of the murder taking place. Um, but I guess this time there's been a change because more people have taken action and more is being done about it. And I'm not going to go into the details of that because again, I will be here forever and we can talk about who created racism and and who, who created the system that's unjust. But what I kind of want to say is firstly, don't believe the mainstream media because what I want you to do is look up Rupert Murdoch, look up the owners of CNN and look at them and just tell me something about them, their histories and who they are. And if it's in their benefit, to show the truth or to protect the flag and the country and the system which they form a very strong part of. So don't just believe the media you see. Um, Look at things like Twitter. Because if you look at Twitter, people are showing videos and pictures. Yes, you can fake, you know, pictures and whatnot, but there's a lot of proof out there about what's actually happening, about who's actually looting the stores, about policemen damaging windows and etc., There's a lot of stuff out there. So I want you to have an open mind like you do about anything, like you do before a property trainer. Go and do some fucking due diligence and don't just believe what is put out there because, I mean, I think we're all pretty smart and we all know that the media lie about pretty much everything. And this is is no different. Um, Another kind of thing to say is like, you know, me and James and, and, you know, other people, we cannot understand. We're two Punjabi men, yeah? We have certain privileges and we have certain handicaps and certain advantages and disadvantages. We cannot understand really what it's like growing up in a world where you could be shot because of the color of your skin or you don't get a pay rise because of the color of your skin or you aren't respected in the same way because you're from a certain neighborhood because of the color of your skin. We don't, we don't feel that, right? We have privileges and we understand that and we all have our own privileges and this is a time to look I at I might your just like to 
Sorry, Ted, I might just want to add something to that. Um, I know you say me and you might not. I mean, this morning I did a presentation and obviously I grew up in the 80s and 90s and I experienced mm. racism firsthand in school. You know, I had to learn to fight very, very early on because I went to a school where it was predominantly white. There was probably only about 10 Asians across the whole of the six year, sorry, five year groups. So I felt it. I felt racism firsthand. Enough, yeah. And obviously nowadays it's not there at all so i get what you're saying for this generation mm. or it's very minute but back then yeah it was uh they will heckle everything at you and you know the friends of mine that wore a turban amount of times their turbans were ripped off on the bus and just people knocking footballs into their turbans just the turban falls off so right racism was kind of you know it was there especially when i was growing mm. up no fair enough I, I totally respect that for me i went to a school where there was two white people and hundreds of brown people so for me it was probably the total opposite it was like <laughs> oh is this what england looks like and obviously it isn't <laughs> um, but like yeah it was the total opposite for me and of course you know i i know the history of southall and the places here and what happened when people kind of first came here so see i i, I started high school when you were born right you 93 you were born yeah yeah 93 i was in year seven wow so yeah so definitely huge generational differences and look it still exists today for people of, of any you know discrimination prejudice for anything whether it's gender whether it's the way you all exist today right um and i guess the main thing i'm trying to say is like if you don't know what this experience is like and even if you do but you don't know it the same way, like i don't know it the same way james does like i don't i haven't experienced what he's experienced in fact i don't think anyone's really from what i can remember i don't think anyone's actually ever made a racist comment to my face which is just interesting maybe i have a don't look at me don't talk to me kind of face maybe my face is aggressive i don't know but i have a different experience to james so my role is not to you know tell james like i maybe mistakenly did there and say you should feel this way why aren't you doing this my job is to say tell me let me listen because I don't understand it. And if you don't understand the community that are affected so strongly by this and have been for the past 100 years because of systemic, deep-seated institutional racism in the UK as well, let's not get it twisted. Yeah, UK police, you're in this as well. Um, maybe not as prevalent or as bad. Your job is to shut the fuck up and listen. It's to understand, okay? It's to support when you can. It's not to say... Uh, all lives matter. Uh, blue lives matter. What about the Simpsons? Yellow lives matter. Shut up. Yeah. It's not your job to say, oh, but what about this or that? Or, well, actually, technically, if he did, no, shut up. Your job is to listen. If you do not understand it, if you not, if you have not grown up in a community like this and have an understanding of how it feels, and I'm not pretending I do, then, you know, your job is to just listen, understand and support, ask questions, right? Seek out resources to help people who are directly affected by this, because this is not just a black problem or a color problem or a minority problem. This is a humanity problem. This is a human problem, right? So, and it's been going on for years. So, oh my God, I'm so shocked. Why are you shocked, bruv? This has been happening, okay? Um, you know, like James said, from the 80s, 90s, it's been going on way before that, right? Justice does not exist in America, in my opinion. Freedom does not exist in the world. And equality, all lives matter, don't matter until black lives matter first. Because that's where the prejudice and the equality is. And yes, 
there's prejudice and equality on everyone. But this is what we're talking about right now. And this is what the world is talking about right now. So, you know, you have to just understand. And if you can't and you feel awkward because you're like, you know, I don't understand it, then just speak to your friends. You don't have to post on social media, but become aware of this. That uncle who makes weird comments, that auntie who says, oh, Ted, you're looking a bit dark. You've been in the sun too long. Shut the fuck up, auntie. Yeah. I look good. Yeah. You need to tell these people this is not the way you view things. Yeah. Like you have to spot this in your own family because the Asian culture is, is, you know, there's a thing mainly in, I guess, the older generation or backwards people that, oh, you know, if you're lighter, that means like you work inside and you're like more heavenly and all bleach creams and all this bullshit. There's problems in every community against other people or other ways of being. So STFU, listen, support where you can. Um, If you go on Instagram, look at the hashtag, come and speak to me. There's lots of resources and books that people can read that will teach you about this, you know, because it's nice to think about this now when everyone else is in post black squares, but are you thinking about this normally? Are you thinking about the way you're saying stuff that you're talking to people? Are you thinking about your privilege? We all have privilege, no matter where we're from or who we are. Are we thinking about it and using it for the greater good? Or are we now vocal because the internet says we should be. And the next week we're back on TikTok shaking your booty. Like, you know, what do you stand for, right? If you don't stand for something, then what's, what's your purpose? So that's what I wanted to kind of say, because we're talking about entitlement and vulnerability today. And actually we didn't, I don't think me and James thought about this at all. It does link to what's happening in the world and the entitlement of people who have badges, who, who are in certain positions. So we all have a responsibility. Um, and, I think there's quite a few influencers on, on Instagram and Facebook who can show you and teach you certain things that you may not know about your own history, about your own you know, people, your own culture, whatever. So seek these things out, right? Um, because I think Martin Luther King said it, we, we, all, we, remember, <clears throat> we don't remember the words of our enemies, remember the silence of our friends. So just remember, like coronavirus showed you which of your suppliers and your agents and your people you could trust, this now shows you who of your friends have the sensitivity to support certain things and understand it. So please seek out resources and materials. There are plenty out there and please educate yourself using the real media. Don't be entitled in this sense because a lot of people are suffering and, you know, we can only do so much, but we should do what we can. Um, Thank you for listening. Church of Tej. James, anything to add? Wow, that was powerful, man. That was very powerful. I was uh, listening and fully engaged. I just want to add, like, you know, like you said, I experienced it firsthand. And I know, you know, if I, it was that bad for me, imagine what it was like for my mum. You know, we lived quite close to the West Ham ground and there was pubs there. There was supporters coming in every weekend from different areas. And she's told me all kinds of stories of NFs walking about with the big DM boots on chains. And, you know, I know it's a stereotype, but for her, it was very, very scary stuff. And like you say, generational as well. I know I can go back a few generations and look at my grandparents and, you know, they weren't used to seeing a coloured person and they would come here and they would be quite alarmed if, you know, say a black postman knocked on the door, they would be very, very alarmed. And it was just like, whoa, what the hell's wrong with you, grandma? Chill the hell out, man. 
everybody's people here, you know? So it's weird how you say generations are affected and how different generations, even people in your own family, how they perceive it. But um, I think this is a good time. Like you said, coronavirus has shown who's been a good supplier. I think this is going to show who stands up and say something and who's just on the sideline and who just doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And, and Strong Property put a comment on Instagram. Ted, it doesn't take two parents to bring up a child. It takes a community. I agree, but the parents have a much bigger influence. I think it's proven by studies. You can tell, you can't tell people just to shut up. I can. Um, if people say they're shocked, then surely that opens up communication. So just to make it extra clear, if someone is surprised or, or whatever, then think about this. Yeah. If you have been oppressed by your work place, um, you feel that your your people, your culture have been oppressed by the world and have been prejudiced against, and someone comes along, oh my God, I never knew this happened. How could this happen in this world? Oh my God, I'm so surprised. You're going to be fucking annoyed because you're like, this has been happening. This is like, we live with this every day. That's how you're going to feel, right? That, that's how you're going to feel. So I will talk to people sharp. Um, and secondly, I'm focusing on people who... <sighs> Okay, here's, here's a really good example, yeah? I don't know if, James, you remember this or other people. A few weeks ago, there was like a protest by Americans, mainly white Americans, about like they didn't want to do lockdown or something. And so they had their assault rifles in their Jeeps, their hillbilly wagons, and they turned up, I think, Michigan State Capitol, which is like the, 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 the main office government building, um, with assault rifles, by the way, with magazines in. They ain't firing blanks. They've got bullets, yeah? Right, bullets. Um, on their backs, you know, some of them are in Kevlar. These lot are ready for war, fam. Like, they are li- literally ready to get, like, inst- they're like SAS out here, right? Call of Duty things. And they're standing there on the steps of Michigan, all white, by the way, with assault rifles. Someone posted this picture, and Trump commented at the same time, saying to the government of, Mi- uh, of Michigan, you know, governor of Michigan, these are good people, you know. They just want freedom. Go and speak to them, you know. Go and have... They're nice people. He literally said basically this. Then you got a picture of looting or rioting, um, uprising, uh, and peaceful protests. And Trump says, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And, oh, these people are ruining his memory. You know, you're ruining the fucking memory, you fuckface, Trump. But someone posted these parallels, right? And I saw people commenting saying, yeah, but those guys with the assault rifles, they're not looting stores though, are they? Oh, but the whole situation's fucked up. And someone else saying, how is that even comparing? These people are like destroying the town. They were just, pe-. and it's like, no, you're missing the point. Do you think that a, an ethnic minority or a black person or people of color could walk up to a state capital with assault rifles fully loaded and bulletproof vests and still be standing? Do you think that would happen in America? No, it would not. And it's just like, so that is the point that people are missing. So strong property, that's why I'm, I'm telling these people to shut the fuck up. They need to be quiet and understand and see that you're looking at, you know, two, you're looking at one country, two systems based on your color, right? Who's seen the family guy thing where he, like, he pulls out the shade and he says, it's an interesting picture, I'll, I'll share it. I know family guy's humor, but it's, it's pretty fucking telling. So when I say shut up, it's to those people who are are not understanding that it's two systems in one country based on your skin color. And the evidence is there. Like just Google, look at the names, look at the pictures, look at the list, go back to Emmett Till. It is there. Okay. So that's why I'm saying strong property and I'll continue to tell people to shut the fuck up if I want to. Right. So James, let's talk about, let's move on to another form of entitlement. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. 
So I'm gonna let you take the lead on um, what's the name of um, the story we're gonna tell. And just be very careful when you tell the story, okay? Because I know what you're. Okay, so you know, last week it was uh, Mr. Manchester. This week we have Uncle Egbert. We've named him Uncle Egbert for a very, very good reason. We need to cover up names. We need to cover up who this person is because this is a very true story. And it happened to somebody that we know. So it's all about, you know, where somebody thinks they can take advantage of somebody else. Um, And this particular person is a very, very well-known trainer, a very, very well-known coach and very well. He's not a trainer. Is he a trainer? Well, kind of undercover type trainer. Undercover trainer. Yep. Yeah. He's an undercover lover. (laughs) Oh, Oh dear. Yeah. So Uncle Egbert has been taking, Taking advantage of his power, his power in the industry, uh, someone who's very, very well respected in the sense that he is the, you'd call him a, a property guru, someone who's been doing some big things. I wouldn't say he's a furu because he's, he talks the talk, walks the walk. Um, for those people that don't know what a furu is, it's a, it's a fake guru. So you just take the G off, put an F there and you're a furu. But, you know, I'd arrange those letters. I would arrange those letters around quite a lot different and call them a a, uh, a Punjabi word, but you know, Kedge knows what it is. Anyway, so he's been, you know, started off very nice, like you do, very, very nice, helping a particular person out that we know, you know, really making them understand about different strategies, talking about how they can expand their portfolio. And this person, Uncle Egbert, obviously is a male, and this person they've been helping is a female. Um, so a couple of us couldn't figure out why Uncle Egbert was being so nice. But then kind of the penny drops, doesn't it? Uncle Egbert has got other ideas. You know, he's using his power, his power of being so well known and his power of being um, ha- having this great knowledge that he can pass on to people. But he's using it to his advantage. So he's not really helping the person. He's kind of almost helping himself. You know, dirty old sod has seen a... Uh, you know, a young, let's face it, a young, attractive young lady. And he's thought to himself, hmm, I've got a hidden motive here. You know, I can offer my services in property, but I'm covering this up because my intentions are actually something else. Now, the person in question is of age. So, you know, they're, they're not young, but had this lady been... 13 14 15 this would be a serious issue not that i'm saying it's not an issue because this person is a lot older but you know what how would society have seen it if the person was a lot younger so what we're talking about is um someone abusing their power you know abusing their power to get what they want trying to convince this person that yeah i'm gonna help you i've got this lovely course i can do this we should meet you know and then when the person arranges to meet this young, when Uncle Egbert arranges to meet this young person, um, suddenly it's an issue if there's a third party there. So you can see how Uncle Egbert is trying to get them all alone. And God knows what could have happened if this person hadn't realised or reached out even and, you know, been put straight. Because sometimes... You would say, okay, oh, why didn't you spot the signs? Why didn't you see that this person was trying to flirt with you or trying to have his dirty old way with you or whatever? Sometimes you get people that wear their heart on their sleeve and they don't see what's happening. They don't see that 
Uncle Egbert is a dirty pervert. They don't see that Egbert is a, you know, a filth bag. Because I'm going to call him a filth bag because that's what he is. Yeah. They can they, they come in all shapes and sizes. You know, they dress themselves up in so many nice ways. Outside, they could be that nice going guy who heads off to church or temple on a Sunday, prays to God, does loads of community work. But behind closed doors, he's just a dirt bag, a filth bag, you know. So mm. it's hard to spot this. So what we want to talk about is to bring awareness to this subject. You know, if you feel you are being taken advantage of, you know, you need to stop. You need to try and find out what are the motives. Why ask yourself this question? Why would somebody who normally charges thousands and thousands of pounds for mentoring and coaching suddenly be giving it to you for free? Suddenly be giving you five hours a day or call you at odd times of the day or all kinds of nonsense or text you or, you know, turn around and say to you, this is our little secret. No one should know about it. You know, you need to ask yourself, where is the value for them? What is behind all this? You know, you got to be careful because when you're new in this game, people will take the piss out of you. People will take the advantage of you. You know, if you're wet behind the ears and you're vulnerable, you're in a sad position where there are predators out there. And it's in every kind of walk of life. There's predators out there that will take advantage of you. So you need to spot those telltale signs and be able to identify that hold on a second something ain't right here and i always say it's always nice to consult with a third party maybe a member of your family who's standing there in the background and is there and sees what's going on might see you on the phone calls might be overhearing what you're talking about consult with them because they might you know they might be a lot older than you and they may have they may have life experience to say hey hey hold on a second uncle egbert is not the kind of uncle you want to be talking to, yeah? Uncle Egbert needs a slap. Uncle Egbert needs to be blocked off the phone and you never need to speak to him again. So just be warned. I'll hand you over to Tej to add to that because I know he has something to add to that. Yes. Uh... <laughs> On the spot, baby! Uncle Uncle Egbert, <laughs> I think... And what James said there about you got to think why they're giving it to him for free... I think you have to be really blunt with yourself and a little bit rude to yourself and say, okay, for example, if you had 50,000 Instagram followers, you were like an influencer and someone said, I'm going to help you out for free. You know, you, you can kind of see why, right? And it's maybe a fair exchange of value because they're saying, fine, it normally costs five grand, but because you've got 50,000 followers and I can make money and brand awareness off you, I'll give it for free in that sort of situation you got to say to yourself, well, I guess I have something they want. So yeah, it makes sense. You know, it's a fair exchange of value, even if they don't say it themselves. But what if you're sort of starting out, you haven't got a brand or you're, you're not well networked. You're just random sort of person in, in property or in, in a business. And you kind of get approached by someone who's, you know, a big, a big dog, you know, un gran perro, and, he, and they say, I want to help you and give you this for free. Like James said, just be, look at yourself and say, okay, I'm new to this. My, my current day job offers no value in, the, in this scenario or to the person. They don't give stuff away for free. They obviously talk about how they don't do stuff for free. Why are they helping me? Now, look, don't get me wrong. There's plenty of people out there who will just help you because they're like, you know what? I see myself in you, you know? I see someone who's going to do great things and I just want to help you a little bit. But then 
it would be in a certain way. I, I, I don't think it's often that people just say, yeah, you know what? 12 grand a year mentoring. No, nah, forget about it. Let me just no. help you from the goodness of my heart. And it's sad to think that that's not the majority of people. Um, but just think to yourself, like James said, what are they getting in return? And if, you, if you're racking your brain and you're being really self-critical and you're like, I have nothing to, I have no value to add here. I've not like, you know, and you, we, we should be critical about ourselves like that. Then you've got to think, what is the actual motive? Uh, and like, James made a good point there. Always ask other people, ask other people for their feedback. Go on, James, you're going to say something? You know, I mean, I, I would love to call this person out. You know, you know, you know me, Ted, I'd love to call people out, but I just like, I've, I've got plenty of legal cases against me at the moment. With I'm, I'm clean though, prop- so let's keep it, yeah? Yeah, yeah, let's, that's what I'm saying to you. But, you know, this ain't the first time Uncle Egbert has, you know, he's, tri- he's, tri- he's, he's done this Alle- before. Allegedly. You know? Just, again, let's you be know? very legally allegedly. So if you've got, say, two people that have gone through the same experience with Mr. Burt, there's a chance that there must be quite a few people that he's done this to or he's regularly doing this to and he's getting away with it. Because I think having that whole you know that whole power just having that power who's who's gonna think he's lying even if somebody did call him out you might just say no i don't know what you're talking about i didn't do such a thing like that you know you know what it's also this is i guess a scary part of the world it's kind of like a uh oh i don't know has anyone what's that mark Wahlberg film all his films are sick what's that film where he's like He's a, he's a, he's a killer. That's all of his films. Anyway, he's a sniper and he, he, the government are against him. And there's like a room in a wooden log with like five people meeting and they're evil and he chucks in pipe bombs. Anyways, what I'm trying to say is with certain people like this, they have a crew or a, a social environment around them. That's like the old boys club down the golf kind of thing where it's like, no, Egbert would never do that. I know. I know his his wife, Egbertina, and she's lovely. She'd never let him do that. Um, Egbertina. I don't know. Egbert breathes. And like you, it's when you look at their environment, you know, it's one of those things that can make you feel like it's not true. You know, like you've had that before where you're like, I swear I saw this. But then 10 people are like, no, that would never happen. You're like, did it happen? Did it fuck? You question yourself. And that's what happens with people like this because they're in these positions of power. You could scream from the rooftops that this happened, but it's very difficult when they are careful not to keep any proof. And like when you don't have a, a, an influence or brand, how are you supposed to um, like, how are you supposed to then call them out? Because you're in a position where, and this happens in real life with to so many people who are... <laughs> survivors of things like this not victims survivors they you speak out industries like you're trying to share who the hell are you get lost your reputation is ruined despite telling the truth that person seems better because everyone's like oh how could they say that but so it's very tricky even knowing the name and all this stuff to do something about it so <sighs> you kind of feel helpless right and, and that kind of goes back to off what we first spoke about on this talk it's like what do you what do you do? And I think the aim of me and James talking about this is not to to gossip or say, oh, this happened. It's to say, how can you stop this happening to you? Right? So James, if if someone's new in property, as well as um 
doing what we said about thinking, what do I bring to the table? Is there anything else you think people can do to not be vulnerable? Maybe just, uh, and it could be anything, not just to people, but to courses or to builders or what general tips do you reckon we could share to not, to people not to be vulnerable? Um, I always say, do a lot of listening and do a lot less talking. So listen, always be listening. Like, you know, yesterday I was on site with some builders and I knew this builder was talking so much shit and I just didn't have the energy at seven o'clock in the evening to say anything to him. So I'm just there nodding. Mm. He's trying to convince me that you you can still put smoke alarms in rooms in a HMO with batteries. And I'm like, you know, why do you need wires anyway? So I would say do a lot of thinking. Sorry, do a lot of listening. Do a lot, a lot of listening and pick up what people are saying. Um, now, in terms of these people that are predators that are out there doing this, you know, I think it's quite easy to see, or maybe it's not so easy to see because they form such a trust. But normally, a guy will know when a girl's trying to flirt with him or a bloke or, you know, a girl will know when a guy is trying to make a, a pass at her or a dodgy kind of move at her. So I think, you know, sometimes you can be blinded by the passes that are making because you're thinking, no, no, he's just helping me. So they're using that to their advantage. They might, you know, like in the example of Egbert, you might be thinking, oh man, he's really providing me some value and really helping me. He's so nice. So he's automatically put that barrier in front of you where you're thinking, no, no, he wouldn't do this to me. So even when you are questioning it, you're still thinking to yourself, no, no, Mr. Bert is the one, man. He's a good guy. He's there. He's got my back. Whereas Bert's there behind the door going, I'm going to have my dirty way you, know, or whatever, you know? Wow. <laughs> it's a serious topic, wow. but there needs to be a bit of humour on it because, you know, it, um, it'll eat us all up. Very, so I think... Very vivid, very I, vivid imagery. Yeah, I think you need, you know, you can tell. I think there, sh- there will be telltale signs, yeah? Unless you're really, really young and you're just oblivious and you don't know what's going on, I think there are telltale signs. And also, you know what? Talk to your family, man. If you're mm. new in this game, talk to your family because you've, you know, I know when you're young or you're an entrepreneur, you think, now, nah, what's my mum know? What's my dad know? They're Everything. Talking, they're, talking, they're talking a load of shit, you know? But when you get to my age, you think back and you think, you know what? My mum was so right, man. Here's me gunning her off thinking, now nah, she's talking shit. But she had it sewn up. She knew exactly what she's talking about. And I still find to this date, if I go speak to my wife or my mum about a certain issue I'm having or a problem, they are very, very clued up on that situation. And I would say to you, if you ever feel vulnerable, if you ever feel scared, you know, reach out to someone, go speak to someone because you can't be letting that shit sit there in your head and it starts eating you up. And then before you know it, you've gone from being this lovely person, this lovely outgoing person to being this timid little thing because you're so worried what might happen if you tell on this person or if you expose Egbert, you know? I personally think Egbert needs to be catfished. And I think there's two men for the job. One wears a yellow tee and one wears a black tee. I mean, uh, you know... Undercover, baby! Yeah, your your man still rescues you from deals anyway, so big up, big up. I know, I know, you know, I'm I'm, I'm 38 years old and my mum is there, you know, sometimes I have to take... <laughs> sometimes i have to i have to take my mom along and i ain't afraid to be it because she's got a way of speaking to people which might not be the most conventional 
but she's got her own method. There's a method to her madness on how she does things. So, Same. and I still ask yeah. her things. I still ask her about deals and say, "What do you think about this?" You know, she generally turns around and says, "You're stupid." You know, but <laughs> <laughs> do not let I it think... build up. Do not let it keep inside of you. Yeah, and you know, asking friends or family is important because it's yeah, it's easy to get caught up in. You know, it's like with property trainers; they give you this much value. And then it's this much sales, but you're like, oh, they've got to be a good person. They told me how to use right move. And th- that stuff's really difficult. So they taught me how to use right move, which means they must be a good person. I'm going to buy the course. No, they're adding a little bit of value to take everything, right? So people will do this. And you know what? Like, no matter how smart you are or how uh, persuasive we think we are, someone is always there's always it's doggy dog there's always a bigger fish someone is always better than you at conversation at resisting you know if if an sas interrogator came into this room no matter how hard me and james might think mentally we are we're broken we're telling him everything we're giving the state secrets Mm. away we are not keeping it we're done for yeah we're done for if it's so there's always someone who is going to be persuasive and charming and elegant and say the right things and do the right thing who will take advantage. By the way, this doesn't just apply to trainers because if you look at, um, well, I guess this person is a trainer, but there's, there's certain information on, on like property tribes of, and I actually met an investor who lost, it was, it was a minimum a hundred grand. I actually think it was 300 grand um, on a JV with someone. I met him in, in South in McDonald's actually. Uh, I don't need McDonald's, but it was met there. And I then discovered who the person was. But multiple people have lost hundreds of thousands of pounds to this person because they would have come across as done all the figures, done all my due diligence. Everything's out there. Everything's checked. No, don't worry about it. Have another drink. That persuasiveness meant that these people lost money because they had first charges and security, but they still got fucked because of a certain way he handled it because of the persuasion of don't worry about that clause. We're never going to use that. Oh, come on. We have fun, you know? So there's people who are going to be like that. I mean, look at any TV show. Who's seen Money Heist? Um, Who's seen Power? Who's seen Prison? Any of these shows, these people exist. Like these manipulators exist in real life. This is not Mm. just totally made up, you know? Um, So you're going to experience people like this. So then James, um, you What's know, it people, called? It's called, N- it's, called, sorry, it's called NLP, isn't it? Where they can it's a part of it, yeah. How, yeah, they can work out how you think, what you might say next, what your emotions are, how you're acting. And, you know, it's, there's a big science behind people ripping you off. You know, they, they're studying you. They're trying to work out what you're like as a person. Mm. And, and, you know, their main motive is, is to get your money out of your pocket and into theirs as quick as possible. You know how easy it is to make money doing the wrong thing? Like, I've realised from watching people and then looking at how difficult it is for me to you know, buy these houses and do this kind of stuff. Mm. I'm just like, I can understand why people scam and why there's criminals because how much easier is it to take someone's BMW as opposed to working for it? How much easier is it to pretend to sell a dream? How much easier to just have a conversation and convince someone of something, take their money and you're done than it is to actually tell the truth and actually add value so much easier right like you know it's something you know james we should do an experiment on and we should post the results about it right and see and we can Mm. show people that it is easy to do um and actually watch this space when we're allowed to see people 
I've got some parody video videos coming. Um, following on from my Lamborghini video. Uh, I've actually got a video that James, you recorded. You remember in that? Yeah, um, in that swanky hotel. That I need to find that video and post it. That is a good one. Um, in my penthouse. In the in the penthouse that I yeah nine nine it was it was nine 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 seven. I got a discount from a million quid. It was mad mad Greenwich Peninsula. Check it out, people. Um, <laughs> so should we move on to entitlement entitlement? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, you know, again, this is kind of a, I guess it does kind of link, so it's, it's a brief venture into entitlement, but there's t- I, I'll start by saying this. I think, um, like, there is a, there's a few types of entitlement. There's one which is the naivety, you know, which is, oh, I kind of don't know what I'm doing and they come across entitled, whether they're asking for stuff or they expect stuff. I think secondly, there's the, maybe the purposeful lack of intelligence entitlement. And then thirdly, I think there's the least innocent, which is the, I am entitled because I am and that's how I am. And that's how I'm going to be. The first one, I think at many points in our lives, not just us two, but everyone has sounded like that, has come across like that, has approached someone like that without knowing. So our aim today is just to maybe highlight how this comes across and how we can all make an effort to sound less entitled um, because most of us are probably not, you know, like I think people in property generally are hustlers and generally are working for every single inch and every single pound. So we're not, but we can sound like it sometimes. So we want to kind of show you how not to be. So James, um, when was the last time someone messaged you or spoke to you and they sound entitled and what what was the context tell me a story you know what before i go into that story i just thought of something so i've been just finished reading 50 cents book hustle harder yeah now he talks about entitlement in that book and he talks about his own wife he talks about his ex-wife and his son, who he has, Marquis, who he has a really, really bad relationship with. Mm. And he find, and he's finally worked out why the relationship is so sour. It's not because he's not been around. He point blank puts it down to entitlement. He goes, because he's busted his ass and made shitloads of money, his ex-wife automatically thinks she's entitled. That entitlement has filtered through the family chain into his son, you know, and his son feels entitled he feels entitled that he shouldn't have to go out there and hustle he shouldn't have to go out there and work because his dad's 50 cent his dad should be giving him shit loads of money his dad should be setting him up like this his ex-wife feels that she should not be working because she's entitled to part of his wealth because she's had a kid with him and he was talking about there's a chapter in the book where he talks about the failure of relationships and he put it down to entitlement so wanted to just bring that point up to tell, say that you know his son felt that he was entitled to have $300 sneakers on his feet all the time he felt that he was entitled to have the best things in life just because his dad's a rapper but you know 50 being 50 he's quite raw he just turned around and said hey just because you're my son don't mean you're getting shit said the same thing to his wife you ain't getting nothing from me if you feel that you're entitled because he goes the minute you feel you're entitled to something you ain't busting a ball for nothing you ain't busting a gut for nothing um I get back to your question yeah i mean i'm very helpful when people reach out yeah very very helpful but then sometimes you have those questions you know those ones that are just like oh man i want to get into property can you help me with this can you help me with this can you help me with that can you do this can you do that and it's just like 
there is no like, hey man, how you doing? I really like your beard. You're looking really nice and young and trim, you know. You don't want them to lie though, innit? Come on, like, <laughs> well, come on, man. Let's <laughs> soften the blow. Soften the blow, man, baby. And that fade's on, looking you know? good. Your fade is looking good. I can't really talk, so yeah, it's looking good, man. No, no, it's the COVID barber. He struck again last Friday. He's, he's, he's due to hit tomorrow again. Yep, following um, government guidelines, of course. Carry on. Yeah, of course, on a two-meter dundee. <laughs> That's a stick. <laughs> so anyway, so, you know, you have people that will reach out to you, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy with helping, but you know what happens, you know? Um, your, your mailbox will be... I don't know if your mailbox is the same, Ted. It'll just be pinging. It's just like ping, 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 ping. And you want to help as many people as you can, but you don't want to help people that feel they're just entitled to it. You know, hey, can you help me with this? Yeah, I can, but come on, make a bit of an effort when you're asking, you know, make a bit of an effort to find out who I am. You know, they sometimes people just don't even like, they don't even, um, they don't even make that effort to go away and research who this person is or what he does. It's just straight bang in there. Like, no. You said once that you'll help anybody out, so I'm here. I'm entitled to this help. And it's just like, oh, man. Kind of, it's a bit of a circle sometimes, you know? I mean, you spoke about this before, right? Yeah, I think, like, like you said, I want to help people and I'm here to help people. But if they don't do the basics of looking at... Firstly, if you don't do the basics... Okay, let's say I thought someone was in property and I asked them a question and I did no research on them and they gave me an answer and I went and followed it and bought a property. I'm an idiot because I haven't checked that they're qualified to give me this advice. So the fuck? So that's the first thing, like you're not helping yourself by not researching them. Because if you ask me, Ooh, what stock should I invest in? I, I heard you mention charts and I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go buy one of these airlines. That's clearly going down. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's going up. I'm not an idiot. You are right. So just, you know, you need to do the research for yourself. Secondly, um, I think like, <laughs> I want to help people. But yeah, I get messages. I mean, I had one where he sent a link to a property. So never conversation. He only just followed me. So I assume he only just found me. When I say just like 10 minutes before the message, sent me a message, didn't even say hi, had a right move link and said, what do you think of this property, bro? I was like, restrict account, move inbox. Hey, listen, that was that one in Southall with the garage, right? It was Isleworth, TW7. That's it, yeah, because my mother-in-law told me about that because she missed it at auction. <laughs> well, there we go. Actually, it's down the road for me, so if you want me to go have a yeah. look at it. Um, so messages like this, and actually he's messaged you, James, and he's messaged uh, someone else that we know as well. How are they going to help you? Like, here, bro, look at this deal. And I was like, that's a good deal. Thanks, I'll have that. Uh, I don't care, I don't invest here. But you've got to think, like, how why would someone help you like look we we like people we like and we help people we like if you just come with the <clears throat> what do you think of this deal bro oh thanks for saying bro that really softens it like oh that's good it doesn't make like i'm not asking for hi how's your mam how's your foot how's this you know you know blah blah it's just like a bit of respect on you know in the conversation and a bit of like tact because I get loads of messages where people are like, hey, Ted, love what you do. You and James are so funny, uh, blah, 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 blah. By the way, quick question. I listened to this podcast and I listened to it again. And there was this one bit I couldn't. And I'm like, whoa, let's do it. Voice note. What do you want? Let's have a Zoom. Boom. Mm. But then there's people who I'm just like, here's my podcast. Here's my YouTube. Please consume because I spent tens of hours, hundreds of hours, I guess. Yeah, hundreds of hours as are you doing and putting this mm. content out for free. So go consume it. So like, 
I think you know what I had it. I had it the other night where a guy said, "Look, James, I know you work late, so is it possible I can speak to you later in the night, any time, which might be good for you?" And I thought that's quite a nice little tactic because you know, yeah, you know, I'm there after after eleven o'clock at night. You know, it's a little bit dead. You're happy to have a conversation. And I thought, you know what? If you're up at that time and you're prepared to work around my time, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone. Yeah, so, and I think you you've got to think, yeah, like what we said about the, the being entitled fair exchange of value if you're asking james for help and you know he's had x many businesses and all this stuff and you're just starting out in in entrepreneurship naturally i mean you may have value to add of course don't get me wrong we all have value to add but on paper james is the one adding the big value to this conversation therefore you need to be more accommodating and put some sauce on it and sweet it up a little bit because he's the one who's adding the value like he's the one you want to speak to and you want knowledge from not necessarily the other way. So just remember, like, you know, naturally there's always one person giving more and that's fine. That's cool. No one's complaining about that. But if that's not you, like when I speak to um, like various people in my network who I know are like big dogs or who are doing things that I'm just like, oh my God, I love this. I'm like, yo, when, when, can, when can you talk? Um, you know, can I buy you this? Um, you know, for example, one of my solicitors just wrote a, jv agreement 22 pages by the way this stuff costs what a grand two grand for free for free because of the relationship we have but it's not for free because me and the person is with i said to him straight away listen i'm going to find out what my sister really likes from his colleagues and we're going to send loads of shit by amazon to his office to say thank you right but it's things like that like i know who's giving the value and i'm repaying it as much as i can because he said no i'm doing it for free because you've Blah, 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 bought me X amount of business. If you call 50 cent, you're on his schedule. And James is the 50 cent of property. I rest my case. Thank you. <laughs> don't, don't, man. Don't go there. Don't go there, man. So, um, come up enti- so that, that covers um, entitlement. Now, we were going to cover mistakes, James, but I, I say we don't because that is a big, big topic. We weren't going to cover it. We just made it up like a minute before. Let's save that for next time because you and I have made countless mistakes in property and business and life. I think that is like an hour long episode. We're going to get into some yeah. shit. So let's save that for next time. But what we maybe can do is, is do some, some questions. Uh, what so about I'll a quick, look- we, I'll tell you what we haven't done is a quick recap, a COVID recap. Please, James. Well, what's please, happening? No, 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 please, James, please. You go, you go first. Please, oh. please. Um, yeah, I suppose the biggest one with me is that offer got accepted. So I bought four houses last Friday. So I'm proper happy with that. There were four houses that I wanted. I did share the figures this morning on the 5am club. So I did a big presentation on the 5am club. Bloody hell, loads of people on that 5am club. I think there's about 50, 60 people. Very, very good. Big up D on that one. It's uh, very, very good. So did the figures on that one. It's a really nice cash flowing deal. I'm super excited to get it. Uh, And it's all been done through covid you know the viewing was done through covid the offers were made through covid the solicitors have worked through covid so you know people talking saying oh i can't do nothing through covid you can of course you can man covid is a holiday to get yourself sorted that's what i'm calling it okay okay fine you can call it that i don't think it is but uh, any, any other updates or is that your major one uh barristers told me that my neighbor doesn't have a case and it is not worth the paper it's written on so that was some good good news but we'll wait and see how that progresses um apart from that all is good in the world oh progress on the hmo section 48 served last night by me i told the tenants if i wipe off your debt that you owe will you leave 
And all of them have said, yes, we will leave within 10 days. So I'm happy to wipe their debt for them to leave because I'm chasing the agent for the debt anyway. I'm not chasing <laughs> the debtors. So it worked in my favour. Very good. And I, I bet your mom helped you with that. So she um, certainly did. She was there <laughs> biting in and just annoying everyone. <laughs> Big of auntie G. So uh, we've got a com. Oh, up to updates. Um, all rent has been paid again. SA had my biggest payout ever this wow. month. Big up KNG inspired for, for managing my essay. Honestly, I'm going to do more essays. I know I said I wouldn't, but it's so hands off. I do nothing. When you have a good management, I forget I have it. I'm like, oh, invoice came in. That's good. Thanks. Bye to let's. Okay, they're still pretty passive, but there's still a bit of back and forth with tenants during Corona, like a couple of texts. But my essay is just silent. It's like the kid that never speaks. It just it just produces. It's incredible. Um, so that's good. All rent being paid in full. You know what? It's... SA, SA has never appealed to me in the past, but recently it's really pricked my ears. And I've got a meeting with, you probably know Tally, don't you? Tally, who's the yeah, SA yeah, guy. Yeah, from, Birmingham, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of having a meeting with him because I, I think there's, there's room there. Like you say, it's purely for the cash flow. And if you can get it fully managed hands off, I think it's, it's something nice, mate. It's, uh, I used mm. to think, no, nah, I'm not interested in this. But now I'm thinking, wow, if you can get a set of them working nicely for you, James is suddenly interesting. I mean, you buy HMOs, so I guess this level of cash flow is nothing new for you. But for me, getting three yeah. times, two times a buy to let is, I mean, from from a from one buy to, and you get to design like an awesome space. Again, you're used to it, but I'm not used to furnishing how, stuff. How, so how, how happy did you feel on a scale of one to ten when you saw the payout on that H on that SA? For once in my life, it was pretty freaking happy in property i was like finally did you bust a little did you bust a move yeah mama, I, listen i was i did a little dance i did a little dance a little boogie a little boogie um i yeah and when i saw it in the account i was like oh yes it's mine secured um so that was good uh otherwise yeah i'm, I'm not buying four houses uh my builder disappeared for four days he was doing cardio i don't know why he's doing cardio so stick to weights walked out he was obviously listening to the Tej Talks podcast because he has headphones in. Didn't hear a car. Car clapped him. And he woke up Sunday morning with swelling on his brain. And um, they had to sedate him and they couldn't let him out. There's no damage, allegedly. It's just because it was a head injury. They had to keep him sedated for X amount of time. No one could find him. I, I even messaged his mum on Facebook like, I'm really worried. He doesn't disappear like this on me. Where is he gone? And all his mates. And then finally he texts me. And I was like, oh, thank the, thank the heavens. Um, Did you leave him any nasty messages by any chance? Where the fuck are you? No. And my ego oh, wanted good. you. My ego was like, if you take my money and gone to Benidorm, you bastard. But I didn't because I was like, are you okay? Are you all right? Do I have to get the paintbrush and, and break lockdown and come paint the house <laughs> myself? But I was ready. I was literally just like, fuck, okay, okay. I can't paint, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking learn. I was like, where's YouTube? I, I was ready. <laughs> So when he came back, I was literally like, oh, thank God. Honestly, you don't understand how relieved I was. I was like, we can get back to business. So that is good. We have found him. Um, happy days. Happy days. There's always some drama. Um, but yeah, refills are progressing fine. Um, a few of my properties are now being let out. Someone's moving in Friday and next week and stuff. So some more cash flow is coming in, which would be nice. Otherwise, um, I'm really bored of lockdown and uh yeah not seeing humans i saw um spot the dave our friend in the park the other day at two meters distance which was cool um but 
yeah pretty um pretty bored so yeah uh, on to some questions if people have questions let us know i think there's a few already in here but chuck it in the um in the chat and we'll get you on or we'll ask it uh, strong property james says i would so love to sit down and chat with the both of you so wonderful you guys are great thank you so much it's james he carries this i'm just a, a spectator really it's, it's all james it's all cameras thank you strong property i appreciate that uh let's have a look um, everyone's just laughing. I don't know what they're laughing at because it's it's out of out of sync. But I'm sure we said something funny. Uh, can we have a meeting about SA next Thursday? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'm not an expert on SA. Neither is James. But we can we can have a chat. Uh, anyone have any questions? Put it in the chat. There's one from James Holland on Zoom. He says. I won't, I won't impersonate your accent, James, even though I'd love to. Uh, how do you think the Stoics would think about this? Ooh, you know what? That was back at the beginning. I, I think the Stoics were... I haven't read much about their views on wars, but they were very... I think they were very realistic. You know how some people take... Um, maybe it's like a religious thing as well. You take these these beliefs and these thoughts and you make them into like being a pacifist and it's like no we don't fight we do peaceful protests we do all this stuff like like Mahatma Gandhi very peace all this stuff I think the Stoics were a bit more realistic and they were like look if you need the sword then you need the sword like yes try and do it um peacefully try and solve it like you know with the pen but I think that they would probably say there comes a point because you know Marcus was a ruler of Rome. He would have ordered people's deaths, and he would have been fighting and been a commander. So, I think they're very much you use the pen to the point that you can, and when you really, really can't, you then pick up a sword. And so, I don't really know what the Stoics would have done. Um, I don't think I would. I mean, I would agree with them. I, would, I think there's a point in anyone's life where you're done with peace and you're done with just trying to be better and you're done with just stay quiet and, and sort of make noise. And but then sometimes you, you have to, right? Because sometimes I might sound like Malcolm X now, but that, sometimes the only way to get stuff done is to take action, like an action that people don't want to take or don't want to talk about. And that applies to property, right? Like if someone, I, I had a story, actually interesting one, um, one of my investors uh, is a deal sourcer and he had a deal and there's one investor, one of his investors knows another deal sourcer and this other deal sourcer was chatting shit about him basically and saying, um, oh, you know, oh, I wouldn't go to them. They, they took the deal off us or oh, they're a bit unscrupulous, blah, blah, blah. When it's not true, what do you do in that situation? Do you just be a stoic and say, or traditional stoic and say, Mm, okay i'm gonna deal with it or do you send us a very stern legal email and say you're bordering on something here you don't want to border on i suggest you stop i think there's always a point where you know the pen stops i believe james any any thoughts no no i think you summed that up quite well perfect um, amadeep says obviously you need to be careful from a legal standpoint in terms of uh, uncle egbert and egbertina but people like that need to be called out. The whole property training mentoring game is shady enough. We definitely don't need stuff like this. Um, James, what did you talk? What did you talk about this morning on the five AM club? You mentioned something about that, right? Or you, you're doing something. 
Yeah, no, I spoke about it because um, funny enough, I was speaking to somebody who is uh, on a mentorship program, quite an expensive mentorship program, and they their, their, their response was, um, I have left the mentorship program because I get more value from the one hour I spend with you guys on a Thursday. I was like, wow, you know, you actually feel you're getting more value than a, than a structured mentorship program. So this morning, my... Um, one of the things we touched upon is, uh, you know, me and Tej both work with investors on our deals. So I went into some in-depth on uh, on my investor side uh, where we were looking for investors on projects. And also something that we are seriously considering somewhere down the line is uh, a mentoring and a mentorship program purely because of the amount of people that are asking for it every single week that we do something every single thing every week that we put something out we are getting requests for do you do an in-depth mentorship program or do you do an in-depth kind of uh, um uh, kind of a, a support type thing so something i am looking into and i believe it's something we may look at in a few months time or even six months time or never it's it's very much a maybe it's very much yeah. a maybe um we want to help people but of course with time comes a cost of time so everyone on instagram live this live is about to end in uh, seven seconds so we shall see you next thursday at 10 a.m because i'm not going to mess around with the timing anymore um and to james yeah i think anyone on the podcast we've got all questions are covered i believe so should we round it off should we round yep. it off thank you very much everyone for listening to this week's episode um if you haven't already, please leave us a review. You can do so on Apple, iTunes, or on the Facebook pages for the Tesh Talks podcast. And J2Hub has a Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, it does. So you can leave us reviews there. Please do. We really love it. And thank you for sticking with us as we talk through topics that are not property, um, because it's important to cover such topics and use our platform effectively to convey messages to you. If you have any questions about the topics discussed today, or you've been affected by them, I sound like at the end of Channel 4 when they say the helpline contact us. We're happy to help. We're happy to speak. And thank you so much to everyone who joined us on Zoom in particular. OGs, day one fans, people, day one fans. Just just to add to that, Ted was, you know, we were saying that we're going to talk about mistakes next week. I think that will be a very, very good podcast because mm. this morning, everybody loved the fight at the 5am club. I went into depth on some serious mistakes that I've made from the age of seven years old to the age of 38 and still making mistakes. So I think you want to tune into that because I will go into some serious in-depth and tell you how those mistakes have shaped me, how those mistakes have changed me, and how those mistakes haven't restricted me from growing and you know producing an even bigger and better business. So yeah, next week we're going to drop some serious fire back to our normal time of 10 a.m. And we're not calling any shots on people next week, are we? It's going to be a nice one. We're calling shots on ourselves for the mistakes we've made. Oh, it's turned around on us. Right. Goodbye, everyone. See you later. Thanks for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become.